Welcome to the Mind Body Breakthroughs Podcast, where we bring you amazing guests on the cutting edge of science, health, and business each week to share strategies you can use to get the breakthrough that you are looking for in your life. I am your host, Chris Donahue, and with me is my co-host, Dr. Nevada Gray. We're so glad that you're joining us today, and we'd like to invite you to join our free, private Facebook community, Mind Body Breakthroughs. The views expressed on the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast are the opinions of the hosts and guests and are not to be taken as medical advice, as the hosts and guests do not provide medical care. Information provided is for educational purposes only. You should consult your medical provider in relation to your personal health and prior to making any changes in your diet or fitness. Jimmy Moore catapulted onto the health scene in 2004 after a phenomenal 180-pound weight loss success enabled him to come off of prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and respiratory problems. He is the energetic personality behind the uber-popular Living La Vida Low Carb and host of one of the top-ranked iTunes health podcasts, The Living La Vida Low Carb Show. He has interviewed well over 1,500 of the world's top experts and dedicated his life to helping people get the best information possible so that they can make the right decisions about their health. He's authored nine books, including three international bestsellers, Keto Clarity, The Ketogenic Cookbook, and The Complete Guide to Fasting. Jimmy lives with his wife, Christine, in Spartanburg, South Carolina, where they have 25 backyard chickens, a garden, and a greenhouse. Learn more about Jimmy and his work at LLVLC.com. Jimmy Moore, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on today. What's up, man? How's it going? It is going really good. And uh, Nevada and I are so excited to have you here and talk to you here before your upcoming sabbatical. And uh, yeah, this is going to be really cool. So how's things going with you? Yeah, I'm well. I'm kind of like been in slowdown mode the last few months. And so that's kind of weird for me because I'm a, you two know me well. I like to work very hard and slowing down is hard. Stopping is going to be really hard here very soon. So uh, yeah, but it's been glorious cause I've had things pop in the head that I've needed to deal with and happy thoughts and good things and scary things. And it's just like all the things are flooding on suddenly. So it's all good things. What was your aha moment, Jimmy, when you realized that you needed to slow down and, and take a break? You know, it's funny because I probably needed to do this five to seven years ago and didn't know it. And it came to a head a couple of years ago. I get asked to speak at a lot of conferences. And one of them was the Nutritional Therapy Association uh, conference that took place, um, like I said, right at two years ago. My wife was going through that program to become a nutritional therapist at the time. And they're like, hey, we want to talk about keto. You know anybody? Was, oh, they were asking me. <laughs> and so I led a panel on keto. Well, I was walking around the floor at conferences. And Nev, you're going to find this out when you come on the Low Carb Cruise. I hug everybody. I'm engaging everybody. I'm talking. That's just my jam. Um, and so I was talking with this lady like I do other people. And then suddenly she starts asking like really probing deep questions. And three minutes later, I'm bawling my eyes out. 
And I'm going, why am I crying in the middle of this floor? <laughs> and it was at that point I realized the, I guess, the buildup that had happened over years of dealing with ugliness and just the the stuff that people don't talk about when it comes to being a famous person online. And I didn't realize how deeply it was down in there until she started pulling it out. I later found out she's a trained therapist. So <laughs> Dang it. They brought a ringer in to, to pull me out. So, but anyway, she was the one that really put it on the radar screen. You probably should go away. And I was like, I can't do that. There are too many people. Why can't you? And I was like, because I, oh, uh, okay, yeah, I guess I should. And so this has been two years in the making. And the original plan was for it to be July to December next year, because that crazy political election that next year is going to make it really wild online next year. But life circumstances has pushed it up, and I'm really happy it's September 1st now. Awesome. Yeah, that's great, because I, I follow you on your Instagram. And for those of you that aren't following Jimmy on Instagram, he is at Living Low Carb Man, um, one of my favorite Instagrams. And what really draws me to you, Jimmy, is that you do talk about honest things that a lot of people don't talk about. And one thing you've been talking about is stress and, and kind of reflecting on relationships and, and your environment and root causes um, yeah. that have been causing you to reflect on your own life and yep. begin to reinvent yourself a little bit. Um, can you speak a little bit about some of your reflections and, and what's on your mind currently? You know, it's funny because when people start something like keto or carnivore and want to change their life, they always put the intense focus on the diet. And I, I've done the same thing. But none of us ever go back in time. How did we get to the point where we were fat and sick to begin with? What was the genesis of all that? And so what's been popping in my head lately is I had some pretty deep, dark childhood drama um, that probably led me to food being my drug and all through my 20s you know that drug feeding me to the point that I became 400 plus pounds and not in a good place but nobody ever talks about that aspect of story they always think about the after picture and how great it is you're not fat anymore you're no longer a slothful whatever people think but they don't go back and go all right how'd that all begin Something caused it, something led it, and sometimes it's genetics. Okay, fine. But I think most of it is environmental. Most of it is things that have happened that are unresolved. I mean, your spinal stuff that you had to deal with, Nev, it could have easily been triggered by some stressful event in your life that mm -hmm. made that happen. I mean, I, I don't think we give enough credence to the why behind why we needed to go on a carnivore diet and make delicious ribeye steaks for Instagram every day to show. I, I love your channel, by the way, too, Nev. Oh, thank um, you so much. Yeah, and so I think those are the things that ha that have been really top of mind for me. And in reflecting on those things, it's really helped me even now, even before going on this sabbatical, already in the healing process. Awesome. Well, you know, Jimmy, you are the first guest that we have not uh, had introduce themselves. You're a man who needs no introduction. <laughs> and uh, I really, sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate all that you've done. You've been incredibly instrumental in my journey to keto and, of course, now carnivore for the last year and a half. But um, And you've helped and changed and literally saved you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of lives. 
by this point. One of the things that we've been talking to some of our guests about recently is the kind of the pain of, of obesity, you know, and uh, just myself doing a lot more reflection on some of those very things that, that you just mentioned, the, yep. you know, the mental stuff, what, what led up to it. I mean, I was over 500 pounds and, you know, essentially disabled. And it's like, how did I get there? And yep. what can I learn from that journey? And uh, so I was wondering if you can talk a little bit about that, a little bit about some of your thoughts on the pain of obesity. Man, I think people beat themselves up about it. And uh, of course, it's one of the few uh, allowable areas of discrimination that's still in America. I mean, you start talking bad about someone of color, they're going to come down and, and they should come down on you. If you talk about a gay person in a derogatory way, they're going to come down on you. If you talk about someone that's different and it's something that's about them other than obesity, they're going to come down on you. But obesity, everybody like makes fun of. It's all this kind of ridicule and people hear that negativity and they start believing it about themselves. And then it becomes this kind of self-fulfilling prophecy that, okay, everybody believes that about me. I believe it about me. Therefore it's true. And that's pain that is unspeakable. I don't think enough people talk about the pain that that kind of allowance of a wrong which is what I call uh, the allowing of the discrimination of fat people. Um, it's just wrong. And yet people just joke about it. And it's disgusting to me. Um, and when I'm back from this sabbatical, I'm, I'm going to be in a much better place weight-wise. I'm still going to have this same heart for wanting to help people. I don't look at people in a grocery store and go, oh, man, look how fat they are. Look how horrible it is. I look... I have a heart for people like that. They're the ones that I say, can I help you without being derogatory in any way? Um, I, I just feel like that pain is something that's so unspoken. And that's why that's why it's perpetuated. That's why people not just stay obese, but then they develop chronic disease because that pain gets pushed down to the point type 2 diabetes develops, PCOS develops. Um, heart disease develops and they all think, oh, okay, it's just happening because I'm getting older. That's what happens. It runs in my family. That's a bunch of, and I'm a very clean podcaster, but that's a bunch of bullshit. It is. And I think we beat ourselves up to the point that we knock ourselves down, which is why I've always tried to remain positive in everything that I do and be an encourager because I think enough people get beaten up, especially by what's up in their noggin. And they're not given enough positivity. And if they got that positivity, the pain would diminish. I'm, I'm mentoring this lady right now who is dealing with some intense pain from her past. She's had a great success story with keto, but she's too afraid to share and she's too afraid to kind of be open. And, and so I'm kind of encouraging her in that way to be more open. And in that openness, the healing really begins. Absolutely. I, th I think healing begins when you can connect with people through your pain, such as the pain of obesity or the pain of shared trauma. Um, yes. Because speaking about it and realizing that you're not alone, you can gain strategy and hope in overcoming that. And even though it's, it's a part of you, who you are, um, you don't have to carry it into your future. Um, it can be your history. It could be a character builder, uh, but it doesn't have to define you. Um, what strategies do you give people 
to start empowering themselves to work through the pain Mm. and get on the other side because that's a huge barrier for yes. people just to get going. It, it's, you know, they feel horrible about themselves. Yes. I, I see this all the time in healthcare um, and people are so disempowered. They don't know where to start. So how, how do you get people going? The thing I've been telling this lady and other people that I counsel and behind the scenes, I, I counsel people left and right. I never talk about it. It's really nobody's business, but mine and those people. But I'm telling those people all the time, you have so much in you, you don't even realize that potential is there. I didn't just wake up on January 1st, 2004, when I was 410 pounds and decided to make a change in my diet. That man that day is the same man you're talking to here today. It's just that man you're talking to here today is a whole lot more confident in who and what he is. And I try to remind people of who and what they are because deep, deep down inside, I think most people have incredible gifts that they don't even tap into. And if I can help them find their voice, their literal, literal voice doing a podcast like we're doing right now uh, on camera, they're photogenic and like that kind of thing, writing. Uh, I happen to like all three of those formats, so I do them. And I use those gifts and talents, and I just encourage people to go in that direction. And some people choose to not be on the forefront and doing a podcast. This would scare most people to death. So for those people, just find the people you love and support them. I have many people that come on my Jimmy Rance episodes on Instagram Live and that follow me that they're amazing people and they have incredible stories, but they're not front people. So find the people that you do like, support them, listen to this podcast, support you guys and encourage you. It's, I, I think we all have a role in all of this and, and reminding people that they are important, that they do matter, that they do have whatever that role is. Sometimes they just need to hear that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. And certainly, Jimmy, I think that your, one of your superpowers is your genuineness and your authenticity and you are who you are. And uh, I think that's what endears so many people to you. And, um, and one of the things that we've talked to a few recent guests about is kind of this idea of the imposter syndrome. You know, it's like people feel like they have a calling, they have something that they have to offer to the world, mm -hmm. but there's that little voice. And sometimes it's a loud voice that says, yeah, but why you, you know, who's going to listen to you? Who cares what you have to say? You know, uh, what would you say? What are some of your thoughts on that, that you've seen it for yourself? And what would you say to those people who are struggling with that? I think uh, you need to hit that guy in the kisser. <laughs> because I think that that inner voice, that imposter, um, the only imposter is the one that's trying to tell you you don't matter. Mm. And the moment you feel you don't matter, the moment is the moment that you became dehumanized. And I am trying to empower so many people that you matter. I often say in talks, I give a lot of talks, and I often say I'm not an MD, PhD, RD, or any D after my name. I'm just a dude who changed his life, who's impassioned and empowered as a patient now to go and take on the world and share the message. I think this whole notion that you have to have letters after your name to be able to say anything is crap. It's total crap. I think I probably positively impacted more lives than most MDs, PhDs, or RDs ever will. Yeah. And so I, I think 
that that alone, you see other people like Jimmy Moore and, and other people out there that are doing the work. I don't have any training in nutrition, but I could probably run circles around most people talking nutrition. How did that happen? I got impassioned. I got empowered. I started talking to people, interviewing people and and growing in my knowledge. And I think that's the thing that I think will get them over the imposter syndrome. Just do it. You know, I could have never started the Living a Vita Low Carb show and 1500 episodes later would have never happened. But it happened and I'm here and I've got all that knowledge. I feel like I've got about 10 honorary PhDs at this point with all the knowledge that I've picked up over the years and then my own personal experiences. It all matters. Your your experience matters. And the moment you feel like your voice doesn't matter, you've got to silence that voice in your head and just do it. And when you do it and you get out there and people connect with you and be genuine. I do. I do. And I appreciate both of you saying that about me. I'm almost genuine to a fault because there's people that, well, you can't say that. Well, it's, it's what I feel. And I'm going to tell you how I feel that connects with people on such a deep level. The authenticity is the missing piece. Most people miss. They think I have to pretend to be something that I'm not because that's what people want to hear. Honestly, I don't care what you want to hear. I tell you what I have in my heart. And if you like it, great, stick around. If you don't move on to someone else, that's going to fake you, but I'm never going to fake you. Yes, that's one of the things I love most about you, Jimmy, and what drew me to you initially when I first started my journey was how authentic and real you were and just someone I could completely relate to in my own journey and learn from um, because you're such a naturally gifted teacher. What got you into deciding to write your best-selling books? (laughs) Well, it's funny because I've always been the word nerd. Um, when I was in the fourth grade, I won the spelling bee and then I went to middle school and won the poetry contest. So I've always kind of been the English nerd. Um, although I did have a eighth grade English teacher that at the end of the year, I was in advanced English. And at the end of the year, she said, I'm sending you to remedial English in high school. You're never going to amount to anything when it comes to English or writing or speaking or anything. Um, don't even bother. Whoa. (laughs) Then I go to high school and I'm in two days in on this remedial English class running circles around everybody in the class. And the teacher comes up. Why are you here? (laughs) Will you please go to advanced English? I'm like, oh, thank God somebody else sees it. (laughs) And then I got a double major in college in poli sci and English. And I've just always been a writer. So writing's always come naturally for me. I'm literally in my head right now writing about 100 posts. I've got nowhere to put them because I'm about to go on sabbatical, <laughs> but that's just the way my brain works. And so writing books isn't really that hard. It's just a bunch of Instagram posts all smushed together. Um, and I'm a perfectionist when it comes to writing. I, if I see a misspelled word that got posted, I'm like, <gasps> you know, <and> so, <laughs> yeah. So how did the writing thing happen? It just, you know, thankfully in 2012, I got contacted by a major publisher. I had self-published a couple of books at that point. And they were like, you want to write books? And I'm like, uh, let me think about it. Yes, yes, yes. Did I say yes? Yes. And, um, and that's how that started. They didn't want me to talk about keto at the time. They were like, yeah, that's kind of a niche. Nobody really cares about that. I'm like, oh, you're so wrong. <laughs> and, and then they finally did give me keto clarity and they're like, yeah, we were wrong. Thank you for letting us know. <laughs> but yeah, it's been, it's been gratifying to see resources. And again, I have no credentials in this space other than my voice and my story, 
Um, and yet I have probably two of the seminal books in this space, Keto Clarity and The Complete Guide to Fasting are, are two that people say were like go-tos for them in understanding a lot about those subjects. So yeah, real honor to do that. I'm going to keep writing books. I'm not even close to being finished writing books yet. Yes. And you also have Cholesterol Clarity and The Keto Cure, um, all well-written books. I, I read them in a day. I've read them over and over. They're, they're heavily highlighted. And uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is, is now that you're coming up on your sabbatical, what's mm -hmm. one thing you've always wanted to try or do in life, but you haven't found the courage to do it yet? Ooh, courage. Carl, you know I've got courage to do anything I want to put my mind to. I, that's an interesting phraseology you did there. Um, I wouldn't say courage to do it, but I've always wanted to learn another language. So I know Spanish and English. I've always wanted to know, learn, learn another language. And we went to Italy earlier this year, and I just love the beauty of the language. Jimmy Moore, Mr. Keto, wants to talk like a pasta eating, bread guzzling guy. I want to learn Italian while I'm gone. So I don't, it, it's close to Spanish. So I'm thinking I'll pick it up pretty easily, but who knows? Um, I also want to do a trip that I've never been able to do before. We're going to the Holy Land at the turn of the year. So we're going to Israel for 10 days and real excited about that. My wife, Christine, and I have always wanted to go. We're both Christians, so we've always wanted to go walk where Jesus walked. And yeah, it's going to be cool. So interesting adventures that if I was still in the day-to-day -day ism of my work, I wouldn't be able to do. That is really cool. I can't think of a better place to go on a sabbatical than to Israel. So that'll be a, it'll be an amazing time. Um, what, what would you say is like the key, the secret sauce to not settling? I mean, for someone like yourself, it's like, you know, you've done it. You've the best selling books, you've impacted hundreds of millions of lives. Like what is that thing that keeps driving you to, take that next adventure, take that next step, take it to the next level and not say, all right, you know, I've been there, I've done that. Let me just, you know, kind of relax and enjoy now. Like what, what keeps driving you and what should people tap into to keep driving themselves? Hmm. What a great question. So uh, I'm type A, so that helps that I go, 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 go all the time. I'm a workaholic. Um, I watched my dad when I was growing up own three restaurants and he, ran them all himself. He would be in there working and I watched how hard he worked. And so I have a work ethic that's almost innate now. You literally tell me, okay, you can't, and I'm going to show you 10 times that I can. Um, but what drives it? I think just knowing there's so many lives at stake, you know, I, I should have gone on sabbatical probably five to seven years ago. Uh, but what kept me going was knowing that there were people that relied on me. And that's what made it hard about making this decision to go away because I knew there were so many people that were so engaged in the work uh, that I almost felt like I would let them down if I wasn't there. And so that drives me. I mean, I get a lot of hate online as well. And so we deal with that in the appropriate way. But it's all of the love and all the people that rely on you that you kind of feel a little bit indebted to them because they're willing to engage you in your work by your books. I mean, Keto Clarity sold 600,000 copies and translated into 19 languages. How do I give up on those people? So I wouldn't. So that's what's driven me to keep going. Now I realize, and a lot of them now realize that I need to step away for a bit 
to refresh and be here for another 15, 20 years more than I probably would have been had I not gone away. So uh, it gives me a little more peace to go away uh, in peace rather than bellyache of, well, I'm letting them down. They understand. Yes, and you are so supported, Jimmy. Nobody feels that you're letting them down in any way. Um, we completely support you in the sabbatical. And you have received a lot of backlash and, and negativity um, on social media. I've, I've seen that. I've seen, you know, the comments that you get. And I, you know, for me, just reading them, I feel hurt by them. And they're not directed by me. Uh, directed to me, sorry. Um, and I know a lot of people, when they go through a transformation or reinvent themselves or teaching through a transformation, um, because you're you're constantly a work in progress. You're always working on yourself to better yourself, to develop yourself, uh, to reach your goals. And you're teaching during that process and you get backlash for that. And a lot of people um, lash out because when you're changing, reinventing and, and transforming, it makes them uncomfortable because they, they want to stay comfortable in, in who you are um, currently versus who you're going to transform into. Right. What, how do you deal with that personally? And what advice do you have for people that are in the process of reinventing themselves and transforming their lives but still have that backlash um, from people that want to remain comfortable in who you currently are versus who you are becoming. Yeah, it's amazing because uh, I've lost 40 pounds since May, simply slowing down. I haven't even gone away yet, and I'm already seeing some pretty major healing starting to happen. And in fact, just last night, I did an Instagram Live doing Jimmy rants, and like the third comment in was, why are you such a fat, and he had an expletive in there, mm -hmm. you have no business talking about. And I'm going, okay, context, context, context. I'm not 410 pounds. I'm not on a three prescription medications anymore. I take no medications. My insulin is the lowest it's ever been. My uh, cholesterol panel's great. I have a CT heart scan of zero. I have all these signs of health, and yet there's going to be negativity. And I've come to the conclusion those things are going to be there regardless of what I look like, how much I weigh, anything. I think the root of most of it is people are incredibly jealous that somehow, some way, this schlub from Spartanburg, South Carolina became highly successful. And I don't apologize for working my tail off to become successful. That didn't happen by accident. It didn't just happen. It happened because I was deliberate about doing things and being in a way you know, authentic with people. And I think that resonates. And there's jealousy out there because of it. Uh, my YouTube channel was recently taken down and then reinstated, and I had a guy write to me, he said, and he was keto, and he said, I'm one of the ones that got you taken down. I'm glad you're fat, blah, 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 uh, you know, you, you fill in the blank. And, you know, I mean, what do you do with that? You kind of just say, okay, if you're that jealous of my success, go show me how to do it better and go succeed on your own. Unfortunately, people that have a heart of hate, I don't think are ever going to see that. So I just have to know that. And people listening, if you ever kind of put yourself out there and you start getting that, that's their problem, not your problem. And so Block Delete has become my best friend in this kind of transitionary period. I just don't put up with the negativity anymore because my life and my stress levels and my future self doesn't need all that. 
Yeah, I really appreciate that, Jimmy. And, you know, it's definitely something that that I, you know, have been experiencing. I had been over 500 pounds. I'm down 220 pounds mm-hmm. with a lot of lean muscle gain. But obviously, I still have another 80 to 100 to lose. But that's right. that's all people want to talk about is the 80 that you have left, right. and not the 220 that you lost. That's right. And uh, and not like you said, the health and the serious diseases gone and off all the meds and and things like that. And so I think for people it's, you know, it's not fake it till you make it, but it's document the journey. And that, that was my motivation through all of this is to help people along the way. You know, the after picture is nice, but that doesn't give you the whole story. No, that doesn't give you the motivation day to day. That doesn't show you what it's like in the trenches and and how to overcome the little challenges that come. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just, you know, we encourage everyone, if you are still a work in progress, you still have things to share. You still have wonderful experiences and talents and you're not serving the world or yourself or anyone else by playing small, by waiting till you're done, you know, waiting till you have the look. I mean, can I get a hallelujah? (laughs) <laughs> well, you've, you've definitely, you've definitely helped teach you know, a lot of us with that. I would rather listen to what you have to say in the midst of your journey, because I relate to you more than the most perfect six pack ab guy out there. You know, no offense to some of those guys, but it's like, they, they're not my people. You're my people. I would listen to you and what you have to say long before I would ever listen to one of those guys. Not that they don't have good information, but that you speak my language. You're still dealing in the day-to-dayism. And I think that's the magic of why people like me is I'm not perfect, never claim to be, but I also try to tell people embrace the good that is happening in you in the midst of your journey. Even as I'm working on me, you're still working on you. I think it just gives people hope. And people like yourself, you know, you give people such hope. You're not 500 pounds. You're not in that bad place anymore. You're alive. This is what I remind people. I would be dead today, and you probably too, had you not changed. My brother Kevin died at the age of 41 of morbid obesity, heart disease, and type 2 diabetes. So this is very real to me. And, and I know that I would not be talking to you guys here today if it wasn't for keto and now embracing keto carnivore and, and doing things that I know are good for me and now de-stressing all of those things are going to add many years to my life when all the rest of my family has a quote genetic predisposition for heart disease and other things I'm going to buck that trend so Jimmy how do you see yourself evolving now that you've done all all of this reflection and you'll continue to do reflection during your sabbatical, but how do you see your business and your Jimmy rants, um, evolving to help people, um, with more the emotional component of yeah. the pain of obesity? I kind of already feel I'm the old guy in the community. Cause I've been out here for so long, 15 years. I think when I come back Nev and all that I will learn in this time away, uh, I'm just going to be so much more, so much even more real with people and more blunt with people because at this point I put in the work and the effort, um, to earn that. And, and I'm just going to be, and I'm already beginning to be that way a lot more even before I'm gone. But I think when I come back, Johnny bar the door, I'm just feeling so reflective. I just want to just, I'm going to say things that I think other people in the keto and carnivore space just would be unwilling to. Number one, I don't care anymore. I'm going to 
I'm going to say what I'm going to say because it needs to be said, not because it's going to be, quote, good for my business or bad for my business. I think me being t completely transparent, open, honest, like even to a greater degree that I am now, I, I think I'm just going to come back and people are going to be like, well, dang, let's see what Jimmy has to say now. <laughs> so I'm kind of excited about that. Yes, and I think there's a best-selling book in that too that's uh, going to – that's going to change millions of lives and hopefully start to shift the mindset um, in this country because we've become a country of factions. Everyone's divided over here, right. divided over there. And I feel that we need to unite more, even within the ketogenic community, because we're all on the same team. Uh, we all want to see, you know, people thriving, winning, uh, getting healthy, uh, emotionally, spiritually, physically. Uh, that, that's so important. And you're such a, a life force in helping make that happen in, in, in uniting people. Um, so I, I really commend you for everything that you're doing. Um, you're, you're a personal hero to me and to uh, millions of people uh, across this country. Thank you. I have uh, been very humbled by the outpouring of love and support. When I announced the sabbatical, they're like, wait, you're going away? What? What? And and it was just kind of this, oh, you know, you take it for granted, people will always be there. And then when they say they're not going to be there, it kind of like opens their eyes. And it's something I've kind of been calling people out on now. Hey, if you're getting benefit out of hearing people on a podcast, please write to them. If you follow a page and you never tell them that you're following them every day, yeah, you can like the post. Yeah, you can comment on posts, but physically write them something because as someone who's been out here a long time, I don't get it often enough. Um, and I think had I gotten it often enough, maybe it would have softened the blow of some of the negativity that is out there. So show some love to people. And I, I'm hoping this becomes a thing, the whole kindness movement and, and being more softer and united and gentler with each other. That's what we need now more, more than ever before, because it's, it's not going to change in the political realm even in the diet realm, but we as individuals can change. We don't have to participate in all that ugliness that has become the online dialogue. And Jimmy, you're such a natural leader. Um, people deeply, deeply respect you. And I was recently at Keto Fest and Dr. Ken Berry spoke about learning, leading and sharing. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if you could speak a little bit about leadership. What what makes a good leader and what is one of the number one lessons you've learned in developing yourself as a leader? For me, it's just being confident in what you know. I think sometimes people think they want to lead, but then they're wishy-washy in the articulation of that. Uh, one thing I am never is wishy-washy. <laughs> I might be wrong, but I'm sure going to be very confident in that wrongness. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but people, they want to almost hear, um, not an arrogance when it comes to your confidence, but just, they want to hear people be very confident in what they know. And of course I am a meticulous researcher. I'm looking things up and I'm always trying to make sure what I say is valid. And if I'm wrong, I'm the first to be out there and go, okay, guys, Oops, you know, because I used to believe like the whole net carb thing and now I'm a total carb guy. I'm like, OK, if you're going to count carbs, you better do total if you want to be intellectually honest. So I told people I was wrong about that. That's leadership, being willing to 
say when you're wrong and and make it right and and those things are things people will respect you for but if you're kind of well you know you can kind of no, nobody's gonna pay attention to you but if you're like you know what this is what you need to do and you need to uh, be okay with me yelling at you about this because it's the right thing you know and I'm becoming more like that um, yeah le- leadership is not something that you just take lightly you've got to realize the power of what you're doing that's awesome yeah, a wise man once told me, if you want to know if you're a leader, look behind you. See, <laughs> see if anyone's following. That's right. <laughs> and That's so, right. And so definitely, you know, you are you are definitely a leader. Um, you know, adversity. You've you've had some, you've had a lot, you've you've had all kinds of experiences. And it was interesting. The other day I was reading uh Rudyard Rudyard Kipling's If poem. And one of the lines that talks about, you know, being able to just lose everything and just dust yourself off and and be fine. And you popped in my mind. That was right around the time when, you know, the YouTube got taken down. And of course, your Instagram's been hacked and you've just had all of these things. And yet what we've seen from you is, you know, OK, you know, <laughs> we'll just we'll move on. And I feel like more so than most people, like if you lost it all today, you would be OK. You would dust yourself off. You would move on. You've got your faith. You've got your family. You've got you've got your friends, and and you would be just fine. And I wonder if you can kind of speak to that and speak to what gives what gives you that kind of strength and that kind of anchor to be able to deal with those kinds of things. Because I'm not beholden to my circumstances. Those are just things that happen in life. Who and what I am never changes. If I go down to zero followers on Instagram like I did on November the 6th, 2019, when someone decided to go in and delete all 40,000 followers I had at the time, I started with zero. Guess what I did that day with my three followers that day? I did a Jimmy Rants. I just kept going because that's what I do. And I think too many people get bogged down by circumstances and they and they want to get into the woe is me, self-pity aspect. And I say flip the script. Why let that dictate and change who and what you are? Be who and what you are and let the things that happen happen. Okay, I didn't love that YouTube took me down on August the 1st. Thankfully, they put me back up August 21st. But it was just it was one of those things that happened. Okay, we set up a backup plan. We started things in place. I assumed it was gone. You just don't live your life by the circumstances around you, and too many people do. I don't need that stress anyway, by the way. (laughs) I'm trying to de-stress, and so you let go of the stresses, and part of that is just not letting circumstances drive you, but you drive the circumstances. Yes, absolutely. I love your dynamic, by the way. The two of you, it's almost like, okay, are you asking a question or I ask a question? I know, that's why. This is the fun part of like doing a a show with two people because I'm like, as a podcaster for a very long time, I know what's going on in your head. (laughs) Sorry, I just noticed that. (laughs) Oh, no. We're we're all about complete transparency. (sighs) Chris and I are absolutely both in atrial fibrillation right now. and. Where we we have video here, we'll be, we'll be transparent. We're new to podcasting because everyone Y'all has are to start. Amazing. So far. Y'all are amazing. I'm going to tell so you, as somebody that's done this a very long time, your questions are spot on. You've got a great dynamic. You're very positive. Kudos. You sound like you've been doing this for years. Oh, thank you so much, Jimmy. Yeah, we um for all the new podcasters that that are starting, um, there's a you know there's a little bit of a learning curve. Chris and I are are on that and. Um, you know, being inspired by you, Jimmy, 
we just decided we're going to go for it and we're just going to go out there and teach through our transformations and just start where we are and get out there. It's making an impact. We're helping people and it's extremely rewarding. I, I know, you know, I wake up every morning feeling good about what I'm doing and, and I know Chris uh, feels the same and it does take a lot of bravery and courage to put yourself out there. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Definitely uh, for that. So I was just curious, um, what's one topic that you're excited about in keto right now that you're that you're learning about and that you're applying to yourself? You know, it's going to be a little bit uh, self-aggrandizing with you two <laughs> because you're already doing it. But I think carnivore is the next big thing. Um, now, obviously, it's kind of funny to the three of us because we're all doing it right now. Uh, but I see carnivore right now being where keto was in relation to paleo right around 2014. And I came out with Keto Clarity. Sean Baker's about to come out with his book. And Dr. Saladino is about to come out with his book. And I'm sure there's other people working on a book. I know Maria Emmerich's doing a carnivore cookbook. I think carnivore's about to go cray-cray. And it's a subset of keto. And the challenge that I see and the really interesting thing that I'm finding is some of the keto people are poo-pooing on carnivore in much the same way that paleo poo-pooed on keto. I think paleo would still be a thing had they embraced keto. And I think carnivore won't branch off on its own if keto embraces it. So keto fam, listen to me loud, listen to me proud, embrace the carnivore movement or you will be quickly left behind. I love that. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it is amazing. I mean, keto was definitely uh, it took me a, a long way, but carnivore just broke through all the remaining barriers, resolved all the conditions that persisted on standard keto. It's yep. just been, you know, I tell people it's certainly worth trying. Try it for 30 days. See what happens. Yeah. And uh, so. All right. So you are taking this sabbatical tell us just a little bit about your plans for it and and what uh, we've already talked about what's gonna what you're gonna be doing afterwards but just like what's what's next for jimmy moore what's the upcoming chapters look like yeah so it's kind of the great white canvas you know everybody dreams of i just don't want to do anything for a period of time what would that look like and of course my day starts at 4 a.m typically and i'm you know 90 to nothing till five or six o'clock and I start to slow down and then I rinse and repeat and do it all over again. Um, so what's going to happen on September the 1st, 2019, when I got nothing, I mean, I'm literally no social media to look at, no YouTube, no book writing, no podcasting, no nothing. I don't know what that looks like. I haven't seen that in 15 years, so I have no idea. All I know is the white canvas is both exciting and terrifying all at the same time. Um, I am doing things that are going to be proactive about changing my body. So I've got, uh, you know, a, a regular routine I want to get into and I'm gonna have plenty of time to do it. Now, my full-time job right now is podcasting, book writing, and all the things that I do. My full-time job for those six months is going to be, what can we do today to make Jimmy more better? Um, and so infrared sauna therapy, red light therapy, ice bath, I'm doing every biohack in the book. Uh, optimizing my sleep and really just trying to work on me. And of course, nutritionally, it's still going to be keto carnivore because I've been doing really well and my lowest insulin I've ever recorded seven 
uh, from keto carnivore. That's going to get better. I'm going to aim for about three by the time I'm done with this. Um, that's my goal. So, and then I'm going to be very deliberate in lifting very heavy and, and working on me physically. That was one thing when I did the Atkins diet in 2004, I lost 180 pounds, but I foolishly thought, okay, I can't exercise and build muscle. I don't want to quote gain weight. Again, we all go through that mental stuff, but I want to finish the job. I don't think I ever got the opportunity to finish what I started. 180 was cool and it kind of made my, you know, career take off and what I do now and why people know me, but it wasn't the end of the story. I want the end of the story to be, dang, he was not just a weight loss success. He was not just a health success, but he actually accomplished things that most people don't even try to accomplish. Um, so I want to be radically different in every way. Uh, I don't think it'll change me, uh, too much mentally cause I'm pretty mentally strong already and pretty, who I am. I don't want the core of who I am to change, but I want the physicality of who I am and the emotional stability of who I am. All of the things that kind of led me to get to this point of needing to go away. So when I get back, I don't have to go away nearly as much. So I have a question for you. Who is Jimmy Moore outside of keto, outside of biohacking, outside of health topics? What, what else in life sets your soul on fire? What other topics? or hobbies are you passionate about? That is a question nobody has ever asked me, Nev. Congratulations. <laughs> I, um, yeah, it's so funny because, oh, you're Jimmy the keto guy. You always talk about keto, 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 fast, fast, fast. fast. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know. I would rather not talk about those things. And in fact, uh, we're going away with friends for those first two weeks uh, to Myrtle Beach um, on the sabbatical. And Christine, my wife, said, you know, you're not talking about keto or fasting at all, right? I said, I don't want to. <laughs> um, obviously, I am a Christian, so I, that runs deep within me. Um, and I am very passionate about my faith, and I don't talk about it, like, overtly because it's just not appropriate on the channels, but I don't hide from it either. So that's something that drives me. And I, I think it drives the man that I am as well, who I try to be, you know, behind the scenes, we try to be extremely generous. I will literally help anybody that reaches out to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, that's who I am. And it, it's funny because a couple of years ago, I was on social media on Easter Sunday and I wrote something about my faith and Jesus rising from the grave and we should celebrate blah, blah, blah. And, and I got pretty much blasted on social media. You know, you can't talk about Jesus on a, on a keto page. And I'm like, look, if you love Jimmy Moore, the keto guy, you've got to love Jimmy Moore, the Christian. It's the same guy. Um, and I never apologize for being who I am. I don't apologize for being a goofball. I sometimes get criticism for that. So who is Jimmy Moore? I try to be funny. I try to just be me. And if that's a little weird, a little strange, and I'm not your people, move on to someone else who's boring. I'm going to be interesting. And that's who I am. And I never apologize for that. Are there new skills that you want to learn that you've never done before, such as painting, skydiving, gardening? <laughs> um, there's so many things to, to do in the world. What, what are you the most interesting trying that you've never done before? So we just bought a home in the mountains of North Carolina, uh, Black Mountain, North Carolina. It's where our church is. And so we uh, have a lot of walking trails. I've never been a trail walker. And I would just love that. And of course, it also 
is in with my theme of wanting to improve my body while I'm gone. So that sounds like fun. Um, I don't like snakes and I hear there's snakes on trails. I don't like bears and there's lots of bears out there on the trails. So I'll be like timid, you know, and have my little bear horn and yeah. Um, but I want to do things, not that I think I have any limitations on who I am now, but I want to do things that I have never done before. Um, and I'm open to that, Nev. I don't really have any thoughts beyond just kind of what's on the top of the mind right now. I'm kind of open to what's going to come my way, and I'm going to embrace every experience of it while I'm gone. That's awesome. Well, Jimmy, you are going on your sabbatical with the thoughts and well wishes of millions of people. Uh, as far as healing energy, I, I could not imagine a, a better situation for uh just the positivity that you're going into this with and we're we're all excited to see see you when you get back uh of course it's still going to be the same you but it'll be you know in some ways jimmy 2.0 jimmy like you said kind of uh healing those places that that you never got to you're so busy you know helping all of us and uh you know take take this time for yourself and and we're just we're very excited about it. So, where uh, for the next few few days anyway, where can these where can these guys find you? Well, you still find me even after that because yeah. I, I joke. I say I have so much content that if you only listen to Jimmy Moore podcast nonstop, which uh, God bless you if you do that uh, for the next six months, uh, like twenty four hours a day, seven days a week for six months, that's one hundred eighty one days. You still haven't finished getting through all my backlist. That's how much content I have out there. So LLVLC.com as Nev takes a photo. Hey. Yes, I have to um, document this moment. <laughs> um, so LLVLC.com, livinglavitalowcarb.com, either way, or, or just I was going to say Google my name, but I'm not really a fan of Google right now. Bing my name, Jimmy Moore, and you'll find all my stuff. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And Chris and I will look forward to having you back on to, you know, share your insights and, and what you learned about life and on what you learned on the hiking trails and uh, all the bears that you made friends with and snakes <laughs> that you made friends with, uh, you know, no pun intended, um, out, out there on, on the trail. Um, I'm so happy for you. And, you know, Chris and I 100% support you. And the whole community is is just cheering you on, Jimmy. And I think this is going to be a great experience for you. And uh, thank you so much uh, for your time today coming on and, and sharing with our listeners. We appreciate it so much. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk. And, uh, yeah, this is my comfort zone. I can be behind a microphone pretty easily. Um, but it's always fun to talk with friends. And you guys are definitely two of my friends in this community. So thank you for that. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Jamie. You have a a wonderful rest of the day. Yeah, man. Let me. Proud affiliate of Redmond Real Salt, the best tasting and most mineral rich salt on the market without the microplastics and other issues of conventional salts. See the show notes for 15% off your order. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today, Mind Body Breakthrough. Chris and I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend and to join us in our free Mind Body Breakthrough Facebook community where you can start peeling away the layers of everything that's not you so you can be you.